So, what we're trying to do, morning David, what, oh, that's me. Good <laughs> <laughs> morning, Rabbi. Good morning, David. What we're trying to do is, we're trying to explain why when Moshe Rabbeinu talks about how the Torah is relevant to us, Moshe Rabbeinu tells, says the Torah is close to you. What to prove the Torah is close to you? As Rashi says, it's, it was written for you and it was transmitted orally to you. So why does that emphasize? Why does that indicate closeness? So in order to explain why that has to do with closeness, written Torah and the oral Torah, we went way off to discuss the difference between the godly soul and the animal soul, and the divine origin of the godly soul and the animal soul. There's a very different explanation in this discourse, I think than what we would conventionally consider to discussing with the godly soul and the animal soul. When we think of the word, the animal soul, what do we think about? We think about selfishness. We think about coarseness. The Rebbe says the source of the godly soul is, is, is Chochmah. Chochmah is Bittl Metzies. Chochmah is the realization that there's nothing besides Hashem. And the animal soul, its source is from Bina. Bina is the way you take ideas and you understand them, you extrapolate them, go to the length and the breadth and the depth of something. So Bina is a way, it's about existence. Bina is about self. Not that, that eventually that leads to a discussion about what the self is, but it begins with that there is a self. So the conversation between the godly soul and the animal soul, it begins at this vantage point. The godly soul says, all there is is him. The animal soul says, I am. What about me? And so that's that's where the conversation begins. So uh, the the idea of having a sense of self is not unique to the animal soul. The even malachim we said yesterday that malachim are totally devoted to Hashem and angels experience a relation of Hashem, but there's still a sense of self. But Chachma is the revelation, the truth of Hashem beyond any sense of self. So, this is uh, the difference between an, an angel and an animal soul is the difference in degree. It's the difference in degree of how, how much sense of self there is, but that's the difference, the, the, the demarcation that we're making between Chachma and Bina is also applicable to the godly soul and the animal soul. Although it's not necessarily something that we would naturally transfer as an analogy for the godly soul and the animal soul, but if you think about it, that's that's the underlying difference. The godly soul is that there's, there's the Abish there. The animal soul is that there's me. So, so that's their their uh, conversation. Um, okay. Chachman and Bina need each other. Why do they need each other? Without Chachma, Bina cannot exist. Bina is just an explanation of Chachma. Chachma is an initial point, a seminal point of an idea. Bina extrapolates it. So Bina cannot exist without Chachma. In a similar way that a teacher teaches a student, so the goal of the teacher, of a, of a really good teacher, is not just to transmit the idea, 
but he also wants to develop the skills of a student. Unlike the two trillion ten-year uh, investment of United States and the European Union to try to change Afghanistan, where it was just we're going to do everything for you, and then when they leave, it's just all you know, it's all left with, as if nothing ever happened. So the the goal of a successful teacher is to develop the the the, the talents of the student, and so that the student is able to with effort to discover ideas that by himself. Um, the student is able to, to take the idea that the teachers presented him and to go to other ideas. So, so the, um, the, the, the teacher doesn't just give him one idea. With this one idea, he gives him the ability to develop more ideas. That's how Chachma and Bina had that relationship too. Chachma gives one idea and Bina develops it. Besides this, there's something else that Chachma gives to Bina. Chachma gives Bina the sense of Bittl. Bina knows in its relationship to Chachma that Chachma is the boss. That Bina is just about explaining the seminal point. There is a there are two expressions in Kabbalah describing um, Chachma and Bina. One is Nekudabe Chala. There is a chamber. There is a palace, and there is the point, the center of the palace. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, but it sounds like to me that it looks like that, that there's this diamond in the middle of the palace, and the palace is all built around this diamond. So Chachma is the point, and, that, and around that point is a beautiful palace of Bina. That's one expression in, in, in uh, Kabbalah. There's another expression, is the Kuda Seifis. Kuda Seifis sounds like the bottom line, that uh, in addition to Chacham being the seminal point from which Bina extends from, um, and you can't have any bina without any chachma. Another thing is is that chachma is the compass through which bina could, could understand ideas. It's not just that chachma is the seminal point, the starting point of bina. Chachma is also the ending point of bina. Bina can only explain that which is in chachma. You follow that, Rasman? Chachma is this. Chachma is the point of the chain of the is a seminal point of the palace. It's where everything starts. The palace is built. Effect. Yeah, one second. But also, so so you can't have a palace without chachma. But also, another point is, is that bina cannot go outside of chachma. Otherwise, it's not true bina. Bina is the only explanation of chachma. That's what I'm asking. Is this a statement of fact or how it should be? Sometimes Bino can we can sit there and cook up all kinds of stuff. So, so that's as as the Chochma comes in. So, so, so that's what sure. Chachma is meant to do. That's, that's a healthy relationship between Chachma and Bina, right. where okay. Bina is. That so right. it should be. It's not necessarily that way. It's just how it should be. Otherwise, it's not really Bina. It's not okay. Bina anymore. Well, that, that, we say it is. Then, you know. In order for Bina to be Bina, right. it has to have Chachma as a starting point, and and and, and its ending point. It's only explaining Bina. It's only explaining Chachma. Chachma guards Bina so that Bina should not get, get, get crooked. So that just as this is true for Chachma and Bina, now let's transfer this to the Gali Yisrael and the soul. There are, within the Gali soul itself, there are different levels. There are Nishamis, which are called the seed of man, and Nishamis, which are called the seed of the animal. Seed of man means Nishamis of Atzilus, which just like a human being has knowledge and is able to understand the value of different things and be able to, to process things, uh, so too there are neshamis, which they're able to feel the truth of Hashem, even in this world, tzaddikim. And then there are neshamis which come to this world and they're, and they're very changed. They're called animal-like souls. 
In other words, even the godly soul is called an animal-like soul. But if we were to speak in a very broad terms, so we could say that the godly soul is Chachma, and the animal soul is Bina. So, even when the animal soul were to meditate and think deeply about how God is creating this amazing world, and there's so many creatures in this world, and the, God, the animal soul thinks about my Godlu, my Rabu, how greatness, great Hashem's works, and how, how manifold Hashem's works, which is this something which happened on the 25th of El, when God made the world, God made everything in it. So the animal soul thinks about that. The animal soul would still not experience the abnegation of the godly soul. It would not experience that devotion to Hashem, that loss of sense of self that the godly soul experiences. Because the animal soul's center of gravity, it's, it's um, what, what keeps it, uh, it, 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 what, its starting point is Bina. Bina means I exist. So even, even when it engages in trying to understand the godly concepts and, and the wonderful uh, creation of Hashem, it doesn't lose itself. And that's the meaning of the shepherd stick. We learned out yesterday, the godly soul has to use the animal soul, that the godly soul has to cause the animal soul to experience this bittle. The animal soul will never achieve bittle. The animal soul is naturally has a sense of self. And just like an uh, animal needs to be guided by the stick, and the stick is called, we learned yesterday, three names, Mulamid, Darvon, and Mardea, which they correspond to Chachmabin and Das. So the godly soul has to give the animal soul this wisdom so that the animal soul should, um, sh- should, should experience this um, sense of, uh, of the truth. Um, Probably you heard the story, this famous story, you can Google it, about this man who lived with wolves. He grew up uh, with a shepherd, the shepherd passes away, and these wolves came to the, uh, to the to attack the sheep, and they found this boy there, and the wolves raised this boy, who was seven years old, for 12 years. And the boy didn't want to leave, he didn't want to leave the wolves. He was, and and they, even when they took him away from the wolves, he uh, had a hard time learning how to speak. He was living with wolves for 12 years. So in a similar way, we live with our animal soul. And the godly soul has to like prod us along and say, you know, you're not a wolf. You, 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 you uh, may be hanging around the wolf, but that's not you. But l- l- let's continue on now. I'm pretty on... sure that's me, Rabbi. <laughs> Zev Vodam, the wolf man. Uh-oh, comes in on cue. All right. Uh, but you need to have the staff. So you need to have the staff. We're now on the beginning of page Tezayin. This will explain to us, we asked in the beginning of the, the Mimer, why does, it, does Rashi say that the Torah was given to us in a written form, in an oral form, and somehow that's going to explain to us why the Torah is relevant to us. The written Torah, its main impact is on the, on the godly soul. And the oral Torah, its main function is to affect the animal soul. Dr. Bresman, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that similar to the, similar, the discourse we went last week, the written Torah is revelation of the higher level of unity of Hashem, and the oral Torah is revelation of how it applies in this world. The new discourse that we learned that, 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 just, that was just discovered. So, what's the simple difference between the written Torah and the oral Torah? The main revelation of Hashem is in the written Torah. But how do you know what to do 
don't know what to do in the oral Torah. In the written Torah, godliness is revealed. What's the written Torah? The written Torah says in it says in the Torah that the word mikra. You know what mikra means? Mikra means the calling. The written Torah is called mikra because when you learn the, when you learn the chumash, you're like a child calling his father. Say, please come be with me. You're doing mikra. You're you're in the calling. I'm 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 not relearning. I am calling. You're reading holy high words, godly words, so the Abishah should come and be with you. That's the purpose of the written Torah to reveal Hashem in the world. However, the letters of the oral Torah are not the letters of heaven. Because there are in the oral Torah other words which are not from the holy language, they are Aramaic. I know your question, Yossi. Well, not, not for today. You're asking the written oral written Torah also has Aramaic. So it's, we discussed a couple of months ago, but it's not the same thing. The written Torah's words are compared to stones that are created by God. And the oral Torah's words are compared to bricks that are created by man. So although the oral Torah is mamish, the word of God, that was revealed through the sages, the Tanoim and the Amaroyim, nevertheless, it's not like the written Torah which is given to begin with from heaven. Rather, it's the, this sage, Abayah or Amrava, they're, they're the ones who, who, who invented it. They're the ones who revealed this word of Hashem. It's yes, it's the words of Hashem, but it's the way the words of Hashem come from the earth, not come from heaven. The written Torah came straight from the heaven. So this is something that comes to the effort of a human being. That's what I was asking before about Chochmah. So I guess the Bino is, is what it says now. How it comes from the person. Right. So the Bino is up to our... It's already once removed. It's, uh, Bino is, is how we take it, right. right. How so, we explain it, how we take it, how we transfer it. Right. And that's the difference also between the words of Torah and the words of Tefillah. In general, Torah including the oral Torah, is considered like stones. In words, if we were to speak in a more broad sense, there is made a distinction now between the written Torah and the oral Torah. But the, a similar distinction could be discussed in a more broad sense. We could say all of Torah is considered um, stones, letters made by God, and davening is letters made by man. Letters are of, of that we say in davening, yes, they're holy words, but we're saying them. They're, they're the words of God, they're bricks, they're made by human being. I guess that's why Chochmah can't have Moshe is speaking to the animal soul. The godly soul, it's not, it's not so, it's not so uh, novel to say that the Torah is not distant from the, from the godly soul. Moshe wants to say it's not distant from the animal soul. 
And therefore, Rashi says, you know why it's not distant from the animal soul? Because it was given to you orally. It's given to you in a way that applies to you. And it was given to you in a way that, that you have a relationship to it and you discover it on your own. Okay. Let's not go on the last paragraph of the Mimer. So the Mimer begins with the words, this mitzvah. It doesn't say which mitzvah. And it says mitzvah in the singular. We asked them getting the Mimer. Page Zayin. Doesn't the word mitzvah refer to all the mitzvahs? And doesn't, uh, if it refers to all the mitzvahs, why doesn't it say mitzvah in the plural? And it says in the singular, which mitzvah is it referring to? So the Altarib explains it refers to the mitzvah of tshuva, because all the other 613 mitzvahs, each mitzvah has a theme. Tshuva is not a, doesn't have any specific theme. Tshuva is just a general point, I guess, about returning to Hashem, be close to Hashem, become close to yourself. That's the meaning of the month of Elul, that stands for I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me. That this is a general, oh, this is a general approach of a person to godliness. And there, and Hashem says about tshuva. So it's referring to the midst of tshuva. I command this to you today. I who am I? I who am I? Hashem is above the Torah, as we learned earlier, that the word anoichimitzavcha is above the the word wonder. The mitzvah that I command you is is not wondrously far from you. There is a level called wondrous. There is a level called distant. And then there is I myself, the essence of Hashem, and Hashem says, I am giving you this mitzvah. This is, the word wonder refers to one level of terror. The word distant refers to another level of terror. And Hashem says, they're not distant, it's not distant from you, it's not wondrous from you, it's connected to you. But then there is Hashem's essence, which is higher than being wondrous, higher than being distant. And Hashem says, that I am giving you this mitzvah shuvah. I who am I, the essence of Hashem, gives you this mitzvah. What does this mean? It says in the Pasuk, you should be sincere with Hashem, your God. The word sincere also means whole. Tamim, you should be whole with Hashem, your God. How does a person become whole with Hashem? By keeping all the 248 positive mitzvahs and by refraining from all the 365 negative mitzvahs. Through this, a person becomes complete in all the limbs of his soul. And through this, he fulfills God's intent and creation. That God desired to create a world and we should make this world a home for him. But if you miss one mitzvah, or chas Hashem, you, you blemish in one of the 365 mitzvahs, so therefore, for to do what does Hashem tell you if you've made these mistakes? Hashem says, I've given you one other mitzvah. I've given you the mitzvah of tshuva. That's above all the rest of the mitzvahs. That's why it's called a singular mitzvah. It's a higher kind of mitzvah. The mitzvah comes from the essence of Hashem. And concerning this mitzvah, the mitzvah of tshuva, Hashem says, Anoichi, anoichi, hu The Pasuk says, I, I erase your sins. I, I. Why does it say the double, double expression of I? What, why double expression of I? I, who am above the, the words I said in when I gave the Torah, I am Lord your God. Just says at once. So Hashem says, I, I erase your sins. I, who am above the I am Lord your God gave the Torah. I who am the, who is beyond Torah, I the essence of Hashem Mamish, who, I am the one who erases your sin. Through, through tshuva, through the midst of tshuva, a person is able to reach beyond the level of Torah. And Hashem says, I command this to you today. What this means is, the word commandment comes to the word connection and bonding. That while we're in this world, where we have our focus in this world, is to do, is to do what Hashem wants us here, in this physical world. So Hashem says to us, this is not wondrously far from you. Even, in other words, Hashem's emphasis to the word today is, although you're today in this physical world, and you're dealing with physical things, and therefore you think that, that this idea of connecting to God's essence, ways beyond Torah, 
is something that's just 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 fantasy. Hashem says, no, I am commanding this to you today. I'm connecting with you today where you are, and I'm giving you the ability to do tshuva. I'm ge- I, the essence of Hashem, I'm with you today. Today, in on Friday, in Parshas Tetzavim, in Tav Shem Aleph, I am with you today. Why? This is because the virtue of the Jewish souls, which the source of the soul is beyond the level called wonder, a source of the soul is, the source of the soul is, is the level of I. And therefore, Moshe continues and says, it's close to you very much in your mouth and in your heart to do this. In your mouth, through the study of Torah, and also the word in your mouth means the shofar, that's blown Rosh Hashanah, that through the mouth of the blower, he draws down the voice of the shofar, and in your heart refers to tshuva. It says in the Torah, the Torah is close to you, in your mouth, and in your heart to fulfill it. So, the, so if, the, if this is all talking about tshuva, what are these three words? Mouth, heart, and fulfill it. So mouth refers to Torah. Through Torah, Torah is expression of tshuva because we learn Torah, it's an intimate bond with Hashem. And also the mouth refers to the blowing the shofar. And the, your heart refers to tshuva. And through tshuva, it takes a second, a moment to tshuva, the Jewish people do tshuva and they are redeemed. And as it says in the Pasuk, Hashem will bring Mashiach when we listen to his voice, so when we do tshuva, we are immediately redeemed. So in short, we did in the last, in this last section over here is we answered our question. The question was, why did it say mitzvah in the singular? Which mitzvah is it? And the answer is, it's mitzvah of tshuva. And Hashem says to us about this mitzvah, I command you this mitzvah. This is a different kind of I than the I that gave us the Torah. The I that gave us the Torah, the Torah has its, its definition, the wisdom, the will of Hashem. The mitzvah of tshuva connects to God's very core. And therefore the Torah says, I, I erase your sins. I who am above the I who gave you the Torah. That's what erases your sins. And I'm commanding you, connecting with you today. What day is that? The day of this world. That even though it's today, even though it's in, in, in the, a world where there's, we're dealing with all this physical stuff and, and, and not such clean stuff, Hashem says to you, I am with you in your tshuva. I, the essence of myself, am connected with you where you are, whatever you're doing. And I'm empowering you in your mouth, in your shofar blowing, in your heart, in your feelings of tshuva. Laasaisa to actually do it, and to immediately once it's tshuva, we come to the geula mitzvah shleim to mashir tzakein. Achaim. Is it a silly question? But so now you know, six what is it, 613 commandments. Yeah. So now it's 614 because this is not listed in that. There's an argument whether tshuva counted as one of the, one of the mitzvahs okay. or not. Right. So one reason why it wouldn't be counted as a mitzvah. Is because it's a general theme. It's about connecting to Hashem. Uh, but there's a whole. Um, learned last year the uh, if you if you send me a text, I'll, I'll send you the thing we learned last year about three ways of understanding what tshuva is. Is tshuva mitzvah? Tshuva a specific mitzvah? Is it a general mitzvah or tshuva beyond the mitzvah? Uh, operating principle. Huh? I mean, it's like an operating principle. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I mean, this isn't a comparison. But it's like you know, you're on a computer, you're doing these things, and everything's gotten screwed. You know what to do, and you reboot, and then you know restores itself to its normal operating system, and away you go again. I'm not comparing yeah. to God, but you know He gives us reboot. He, yeah, He gives us this uh, great um, the mechanisms. You know, they, they, we make it through our machines and stuff like that. They don't come from us. It's all from them. I love this. I who am I? I am above the I who gave you the yeah, terror. Yeah, That's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. I, and also because you hear the words, I will erase your sins. I, I, I mean... Yeah, that's the, a really pivotal point. I, 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 I thought that that was just saying, like, 
I will surely do this. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I who am above the other eye. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm the real eye. <laughs> yeah. Not just the I. There's a way I, I'm commander. I'm the, I'm the, and that's the bit of the whole thing because when you say I, I, I'm even I above the Torah, you know, can do this for you. And yeah. That makes you profoundly, you know, uh, appreciative. Right. 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 Okay. Halakha uh, Yeah. It's like a father who's going to discipline a kid. Maybe what we're doing, he steps back and says, Oh, did I gave this example? I don't know where this is. I heard the Rebbe this example. The father tells his son, uh, a king makes an edict, and he tells his mayor to take care of this edict in the city, and his son disobeys the edict. So, so the son runs away from the mayor and goes to his father and says, it's me they want to punish that. Says, oh, it's you. Of course I forgive you. So there is a way... Our relationship to Hashem vis-a-vis the Torah, vis-a-vis the commandments. Yeah. And there is a way we run away, so to speak, through tshuva to... Go to our Father. Go to our Father himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah.